Improvise, adapt, overcome. Welcome to the Morning Muscle Podcast on mental toughness. This week, I thought I'd, I'd start us off with some Bear Grylls. Uh, I can <laughs> what see did you just naps. say? That's improvise, adapt, overcome. That's the Bear Grylls is like, you know, I'm going to drink my own piss whilst in a forest. In, oh, in the if, like, that's his wow. mantra, isn't it? Love so it. I thought I'd try and, you know, inspire some toughness. Especially for this oh, episode. That's what I mean. That's why I opened with it now. Well yeah. done. I, I didn't just randomly be like, yeah, why not? Let's just. Max, uh, you do think of this star. It <laughs> just comes off the top of my head, really. I prefer Mr. T's. Get some nuts. <laughs> I prefer ain't nothing but peanut. I think my favourite thing is when I go a little bit like out of the ordinary on the introduction is watching your two's reaction. The I'd... wide eyes. The what is he doing? I never know what you're going to come out with the for the intro. Nothing surprises it's, me anymore. It's off brief. <laughs> I don't even read them anymore for this reason. Mate, you don't. You don't. Don't claim like you ever read them. <laughs> we all know that's fake. <laughs> so I think the main question when it comes to mental toughness is: Are you working hard enough? Are you in that right mental state to push yourself through that barrier? And I think having actual markers to determine how hard you're working. Um, is the most important thing when it comes to that because realistically your perception of how hard you're working I think a it's impossible to get that consistent Um, you know you may come in with more energy one day and therefore your maximum output may feel very different to your maximum output when you were you know you hadn't eaten had had a good Mm. night's sleep a few days before Um, or they may both be your maximum but it's not the same output Mm. Um, so therefore it makes uh, makes your results quite hard to track as well Um, so I, I suppose the simple question is just are we working hard enough um, to actually improve our bodies and what ways can we actually track uh, and, and get some metrics to show how hard we're working? Mm. Andy, how would, you, uh, how, how would you uh, recommend people actually look at that? Firstly, life's a process. So the more things you get through, the more in tune you are with what the expectation is from yourself mm-hmm. and what is required for you to get the goal. So I think get out there, get going first before you start worrying about that and you can see where the pitfall is. Um, the second thing would be before you embark on any journey where you're trying to get an outcome get assessed Mm -hmm. because then you can match that against the battery of literature that's out there and you can see what the requirement is and you can measure your progress along the way Um, and then the third thing would be is it's difficult to be self-tuned when you're just beginning so I would leave some of those for other people's eyes so that they can make that decision alongside you because it will never be a one one man band thing or one woman band thing those are the three things i would say to begin with let's just get fucking going yeah yeah knowing your start point is such a key thing to do and knowing where you start let's say you've never you've never been to the gym before and you want to start exercising but you also want to start with your nutrition and looking into your diet there's no point then jumping onto a gym plan that is five, six days a week and then mm. completely restricting mm. all of your calories because it, it's, it's not going to work. You're going to crash and burn after after yeah. a couple of weeks. So I think knowing where, you, where you're starting is really, really good. And then you can just manipulate it slowly and, mm. and build that up as you start to learn more about... Um, about what your body can deal with yeah an old mentor of mine had a phrase he used to say no pissing no moaning stop pissing and moaning because it doesn't have to be perfect to start with you need to get going and find out but too many people have like what you're saying 
it needs to be perfect, I'm not gonna do it, am I training hard enough? Just get there, you'll realize, we will realize, It will. you'll start getting baseline material off that. Yeah, I, I think weighting your reps is, is something people may struggle with, especially if you, you change rep ranges on a fairly frequent basis, if your strength is constantly improving, mm -hmm. to then, if say I, I did a training block where I was training 10 to 12 reps and then all of a sudden I start doing a wave and I do a 642 or something mm -hmm. all of a sudden I'm like I don't know how much I can lift for six reps anymore like it's been it's been months yeah. since mm. I've done something like that and that can be a struggle because obviously it may take you a while to feel it out and then you feel like you've wasted a session just sort of like you know I've done six sets and I've only sort of just found what I actually can just about perform for the thing six. is like if you do a block of training where you say you've got that two rep three rep red rep bracket spread you will find what those baselines are for that mm -hmm. and then there's apps out there you can you can go percentage based off it's if you were doing 10 and you wanted to find six hit it in there and it will tell you what it would be yeah. whether it's 100 percent accurate it's up for question because there's technicalities behind it but you won't be far off oh, that's what I, that's why i was going to recommend is use your percentages mm -hmm. and use metrics like that to try and understand where you actually are yeah. um i think stuff like reps in reserve or RAR or RPE, rate of perceived exertion, um, can be tricky until you get really good and quite advanced mm. in your training, knowing when, oh, I've only got one rep left in the tank. Um, I mean, there are some ways you can you can work around it as well. There are some, there's some studies looking at um, rep speed, looking yeah. at how much your reps slow down throughout yeah. a set. So if you're aiming for a set of 10 and your first rep is one second, yeah, when, you, when your last rep is like, I don't know whether it be to pick a number four and a half seconds that's when you're going to hit failure yeah i mean velocity based training what you're talking about and percentage system i think are fantastic they work they've been used for many many years but if mm -hmm. you're a novice stick to the rep bracket no, i think exactly. it's because the auto regularity of you you're not quite sure where you're at yet to make a valid decision based on percentages whether you're up to it whether you're not up to it and you don't have a long enough training age to fully understand what you're capable of yet. So I think the rep bracket offsets that to begin yeah. with. Mm. Yeah, having a rep bracket of like, I don't know, between like one to three reps each side, give or take. Uh, that's what I always, that's what I tend to give my clients. Yeah. And it does work. It tends to work really, really well. And if they want to push their weight up a little mm. bit more, then they might drop the, they might drop the reps maybe by one or two. Mm -hmm. Um, and then and then build it back up it's again, a, but it, it works so well. It's a safe way of loading yourself up to a working load without having to assess yourself because you can do it as you go. Mm -hmm. I think that's something a lot of my clients struggle with or they, they, they speak to me about is that I give them rep brackets, but they consider that set a failure if they didn't reach the upper end of the bracket. Mm. So if I give them an eight to 10, if they're not getting 10, they consider it a failure if they've got eight reps. I'm like, no, you hit your bracket, it's fine. Yeah. Yeah. But Don't also, worry about it. But also that's a good thing because they're gonna try and push. And you oh, exactly, that's, yeah. that's adding that intensity. Absolutely, yeah. Um, another thing that I think potentially is a, is a bit of an issue when it comes to toughness, inverted commas, um, is our use of accessories and our reliance on comforts in the gym and you know i'll just bang some uh, some straps on some uh, some sleeves all these all these things to make our lives easier mm. and looking at things like that and are we getting a little bit too reliant are there drawbacks to using all these accessories on a really regular basis um when it comes to not not only your output obviously but then also just like just yeah. you know suck it up and get it done yeah 
Yeah, suck it up, buttercup. But at the end of the day, if you want to be weaker piss, weak as piss, you will use them all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, I think for the advanced athlete, there's a time and place to use it. But if you're a novice, what are you yeah. doing using mm-hmm. those, man? You yeah. need to learn the fundamentals. Well, they it's see people really strong using exactly. them, and therefore you yeah. want to emulate that. Exactly. exactly. Yeah, it's like, oh, if you've got an injury, like we've got a strap for that. Like it's just it it, no, it doesn't. And I think if if you're starting out, and even like years down the line. You don't have to be wearing all of that um, to be lifting. They are volume builders. That's what they're there for. Yeah. So as a novice, you need to build your volume first and foremost organically. That's Mm -hmm. the way you should look at it. Then once you start hitting ceilings and you need to make tweaks with rep ranges, with movement patterns, with sets, with reducing rest, rest periods, making things dense, whatever it is, then you can throw them in to try and get that next exponential growth from it. But yeah. as a novice, build your volume organically. Absolutely, yeah. And to steer us away from specifically gym accessories, are we getting soft in general when it comes to all of our creature comforts at home? I mean, you've got you know you can control everything from your phone in your mm. house. Like, you know, if I want to turn the heating on, oh, I'll just do it on the app. I'll stay sat on my ass on the sofa, or I'll you <laughs> yeah, know, that's I'll get, so true. Rather than walking, you know, you may live like you know, five minutes from the shop, be like, yeah. oh, just get them to deliver it to me. Yeah. Like, all these things making us or helping us become more sedentary yeah um, mm. i mean is, even when you get a takeaway yeah, i was about to say this when you yeah. get a takeaway you can there's so much now on delivery that you can get delivered to your door you before you it used to just be pizza mm-hmm. that was all it was now you don't you, you honestly don't even need to get up and it could be right there yeah but it's like yeah exactly is that and also the fact of the matter is it's a little bit naughty getting the takeaway if you look at it in that light. But before you had to get off your ass, go down the shops or wherever you're going to get it from, get some steps in, order it, get some steps back and then stuff your face. Now you don't even need to do your steps. It comes to you. <laughs> yeah. So you're not even earning a semi-right to eat it. Mm-hmm. That's one perspective. Two, also like with things that you want to learn, like before you had to sift things out, find them, be critical and look for things. Now you got it ready-made on social media and it's not necessarily... The right thing to see yeah and it will mold and shape what you believe in because it might be the general consensus on that feed yeah. so i, I think, think sometimes losing... yeah sometimes it works really well because it's so like if my clients are um th- they need me to look at their nutrition yeah. or their training programs and, and what they're doing oh just just add me on on the app and yeah. i can have a little look through it and yeah. it's so quick and easy to do and same with um, messaging and emails and if I need to contact people it's so quick to do and like we've got this podcast like that's yeah. brilliant you can you can literally learn plug your headphones think, in done I think the main thing is don't lose your independence by just consuming everything be creative I know mm-hmm. some people don't want to create stuff that's not their goal but create what you're going to do in terms of your training session mm-hmm. in terms of your day like take some control don't lose your control because everything's readily available for you yeah and that will make you tougher mentally anyway because you're responsible yeah if 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 life gets tougher if you have to do things for yourself it's going to make you tougher and obviously we're talking about technology in general i mean i'm I'm zooming in on things like you know like a a nest control from your phone or even like a a roomba like you don't even have to get up and do your hoovering anymore and move Mm. around your house you get a little robot to skim over I mean I know they don't really work very well but that's a that's not necessarily the best example but there are all sorts of technologies like that softening us up and you know it's sort of those things which 
I, I think we need to start addressing, you know, go outside, go for a, go for a walk in the forest, like, you know, build a fort, make a fire, like, all, all, the, all the sorts of <laughs> Hoover things. yourself. Yeah, yeah, hoover yourself. Like, it's, it's a simple thing. Um, you know, obviously, you, know, you haven't got to go out and be a caveman, but yeah. things like that and realising all these conveniences might be making you soft and might be some know, of the, taking like, away mm, some of that, that yeah you know, some of that if you've drama. got an issue there's an app for that one of the <laughs> sad things is like i don't need to see my family because i see them on facetime it's like i know it softens the blow if you don't see them but mm. that's quite sad if we're going to go into that you know you're looking at facebook going into meta or whatever they're calling it they announced mm. it whenever they announced it what's coming next with virtual kind of socializing yeah are we going to stop socialising? <laughs> people already do it online at the moment. I mean, p- people play video games yeah. these days anymore. It's like, you know, you can you can go hang out and play a game of whatever it is. Rather than to go around your mate's house, get out mm. and walk around there, you can just play it from your own room and none of you see each other. None of you walk anywhere together. You don't, like, you know, maybe put the controls down and be like, oh, do you want to go outside and do, I don't know, X and Y? It's just you're already there. Why bother? That That's why I think it's such an important thing to get off your ass go to the gym and train because that's something you can control for yourself mm-hmm. all the programming all the variables and how you progress but also there's other people there it's mm-hmm. important that you are around people mm-hmm. and that you're socializing i think yeah and also you'll never be able to cheat that like you there's can't no cheat there's you no app your body off at the gym there's no pick it up later no there's yeah. no app for that you you will always have to do that. Yeah, you Sorry. Can just go under the bar and squat 100 kilos if you couldn't do it anyway. There's like a whole journey behind that mm. and a process. Yeah. And it's process that hardens you up. Yeah. I thought I would take us all back to our teenage days for the game. Um, <laughs> this this week, just imagine we all got a Smyrna ice in hand. Oh. Uh, oh. The Mine was a reef. Mine was a hooch. Oh, mate, a hooch. You get diabetes before you get drunk, mate. Oh. Mine was a hooch, and it was a snake bite as well. Oh, mate. Lovely. I know you Mine was um, a reef and a blue WKD. Oh, dearie, mate. Oh. Disgusting. Maybe. Foster's top. Oh, dear. Maybe, maybe, maybe an archers and lemonade. Something like that. Anyway. Oh. We've all oh, got Max, do you know what? I wouldn't expect anything less. I think you're more of a J2O guy. I'm, yeah, I'm, I was, mate. That was the hard stuff back in the day. Oh, no, it was Schler. Schler. Schler, you can pretend he's not. Mum always like, used to get out at Christmas. I'm fancy. Now. Yeah, exactly. Um, right. Anyway, as I was saying, so I just sort of set the mood with that. Yep. Um, Got it. But I thought we'd play a little game of Never Have I Ever. Oh. <laughs> this oh, yeah. naughty. This is taking you know back. Right, okay. So I've got, I've got a list of things. Camera's right. rolling. I w- <laughs> I want you to both put three fingers up. Okay, right. Each time you've done something on this little list that I've written, you got to put one down. Okay. First one that loses all three fingers uh, loses respect from all of our audience members. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Lovely stuff. <laughs> are you going to say not? for people who aren't watching on YouTube? He said three oh, fingers. Oh yeah, exactly. Well, we will. They'll. 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 He hit. said three fingers. Yeah, they'll hit. Exactly. That's a thumb. There we are. <laughs> You're an idiot. Right, okay, guys. So the first one: never, however, considered taking performance-enhancing drugs. No, no, no Andy. Don't need a no. Already a beast. Yeah, Built different. differently. Maybe some fat burners for Andy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, oh I, can, I, I think people.
people can hear the shade. Oh, the wobble. <laughs> you said it. <laughs> All right, guys, next one. Um, never have I ever had a client storm out of a session. Oh, definitely. But in, Ooh, Andy. Yeah. Uh, Andy's lost a finger. Smashed my fucking car last week. <laughs> <laughs> in what way? Like, because they're angry at you? Not necessarily because they're angry at you, but they Maybe just, because they, they just they, had to go to work? No, 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 not because they've had to go to work, because they've just had enough. Uh, they, they've had enough. Well, I actually don't I think I've had that. Or they're angry at you, no. or whatever it may be. Actually, I have had that, but then she came back and gave me a hug. <laughs> Uh, I'm, and then I'm she's my that. best. I'm counting that she's left. I won't name names. I don't. Right, I actually don't know. I don't think I have. Yeah, take 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 what you will from that. They stormed in. For that. <laughs> this is quite hard to do. Um, getting a crank. <laughs> what? I said, was it that? No. Oh my god! I Jeez, actually am. <laughs> um, right, guys. Next one. Never have I ever unevenly loaded a bar so the rack tipped over. <laughs> <laughs> Me twice. I'll admit, that. I might have slightly targeted that. Yeah, like, twice. I was, I was like, if I hadn't got anyone by then, I was like, I'll just go after her with that one. I can't put. I've just realised I can't put one finger down. No, just <laughs> I can't put just it down for, anymore. For a piece, sign up. For a piece sign up. There you go. There you go. We got there. We there got we there. Go. <laughs> right. So you both want to. Right. Okay. So uh, never have I ever fainted during a workout. No, no, I've no. I've never fainted ever well, during tra- uh, during football. Life. What? That's, that's what are you doing? I can't. I got concussed. I got yeah, headbutted in the fucking. I was going to say that counts, but <laughs> it's not really a faint. <laughs> I was concussed. No, 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 yeah, exactly. That's just being knocked out. Mate. Yeah. Oh dear me. What? what sorry, what was it? Uh, Went up for a head, and the goalkeeper came to punch the ball and punched me. <laughs> <laughs> Very hard, and I went full blown. I scored oh, though. That's rough, mate. <laughs> Um, uh, a follow up to that never have I ever pu- pu- oh, puked during a workout I don't know what I was trying to say puked 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 yeah I exactly have, yeah. I have you have as well oh, yeah. both on one. but this was right at the start the when I was just like that still counts yeah <laughs> you know you don't really know me yeah. Steve what were we doing yeah. and that were up in Leicester I think it was this me yeah we were up in Leicester and it was Easter and we ate chocolate oh chocolate. yeah yeah chocolate. Chocolate, and then we nice. came back down. Me and Steve were at ultimate performance, and we trained. He, I think he was working there at that time, maybe. And we did a uh, six by six legs, I think it was. Ooh. And we were both in the toilets being sick, oh, both no, of us. Mate. And it was chocolate. And then we came back out and just smashed it out. You know what? It, you know what it is, there, mate. It's all the dairy in the chocolate. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Mine was actually after my twenty-first birthday. I went to, for afternoon tea and we I ate so much. Yeah. And then the next day I was sick. Pig. What during your workout? Yeah. What kind of workout were you doing? Biceps. I don't even know. Probably. Obviously. I don't know. I can't remember. <laughs> Too busy puking. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, never have ever done a spin class. I've done a spin class. Oh, well, yeah. So, oh, oh no! I had a juicy one to finish us off as well. I done a spin class as well. Of course I have. Oh, what at, was your at, next one? I've never done a spin class. Have you not? 23 years I've never done. I mean, what appeal does it have to cycle over with a bunch of people? None. With someone that's fake. Oh, I don't fake, actually mind it. Front, screaming, let's I go. I hate guys. it. I hate Up, it. Got a down. Got a no, I don't actually mind it's it really too much. Shit. What about Peloton? <laughs> no, I've never done a Peloton. Nothing. 
No, no, oh, no. I actually don't appeared. mind. Well, you're both out at the same point then for me. Your ball bags. I'm, I'm glad you got out on that one because I only had one more to go. Uh, do you want to put one, one finger up each? Go just, on. just, just for the sake of it, yeah, just so we can do it. Never have I ever given a free session to someone because I think they're hot. Andy, Andy used to give me, right at the beginning of our relationship. Well, that's a mediation problem for another week. What in guys? Why have we got to be mentally tough in the gym? So I just thought I'd do my best Jason Statham impression to um, open us up there. Danny Dyer. Um, <laughs> that was Danny Dyer. Was it? Oh, oh, well, oh well. I've never watched EastEnders either. Um, <laughs> oh well. I guess I'm getting part-time work if, if, if I shave my head, maybe make a cameo. But um, why is mental mental toughness um, so important in the gym environment, though? Because I think a lot of people potentially struggle with anxiety, so it takes some level of mental toughness just mm-hmm. to get them into that environment. Um, potentially, but w- why else would you say um, it's important to be tough in a gym environment? Mm. You know, like a rich tea biscuit, when you dunk it and you dunk it too much, what happens mm-hmm. to it? It breaks. So I think like <laughs> it's important. It's not even about the gym. It's important for life because you don't know what's around the corner. Mm-hmm. And I feel like mental toughness. It's not being macho. It's just being able to deal and have the tools to deal with what's going to be thrown situations. At you, yeah. you you can't plan for it. Anyone who plans for stuff, it never really goes to plan. You got to find another angle. And I think you need that resilience. Yeah. You don't want to be a rich tea biscuit. No, not at all. It's adversity. It's hard work. Yeah. It's all of those things. Yeah, a lot of people will they they won't want to come to the gym because they might not feel that they. Um, they fit in there or they don't really know what they're doing mm. so they steer away from it however they know eventually it would be a good idea if, if they went so I think it's this whole like build up in your head of mm. oh, I'm not I'm not good enough to be there I don't know what I'm doing what can I do when I get there that just builds and builds and builds mm-hmm. and then eventually when you get there it's not actually that bad but that's it's such a really it's such a great thing to overcome and the more that you do step into that gym the less that the less that you'll think and you'll realize that nobody really knows what they're doing and nobody really (laughs) cares that you're in there yeah Yeah, and also you only really release endorphins when you feel under stress so expose yourself to small fears yeah get through it and you'll get adrenaline rushes you'll get endorphin rushes you'll feel great yeah um the main thing is that you don't give yourself a mountain to climb it's small mm-hmm. wins, small exposures I think I think people misinterpret mental toughness with masculinity mm-hmm. and there's the perception for I think a lot of women to think oh if I'm you know grunting and you know gritting my teeth and snarling while I'm well, you know pulling a, a stupid face we all we all look like we're going to shit ourselves during a squat let's be honest um, <laughs> like or on a heavy one at least like a woman who grunts yeah <laughs> nothing wrong with that <laughs> that's what I mean but I think there's the negative perception that uh, being tough, gritty, um, all those, all those sorts of things, isn't very feminine. Yeah. And now, I don't know if you want to, you want to talk a little bit about that. No, I love it when somebody can yeah. get stuck in to yeah. something, and it doesn't mean that you have to be masculine and grunt. <laughs> like you don't have to, you don't have to do that. But I think it's so good for confidence. Like Andy was saying, if you can just um, build on those small wins. 
And yeah, you do have to have a bit of mental toughness to put yourself out there and to build your confidence. But you're not going to build it if you keep turning that stuff yeah. down. And every time something scares you a little bit, you're not going to be able to push forward if you keep running away from it. I think you are where you are because of your losses, not because of your wins. Your wins are just the icing on the cake to make it yeah. happen. Yeah. Like, your losses put you in the position to win. Yeah, that's, that's the famous MJ quote. What is it? I've, I've missed over and over and over again. I've been trusted to take the game-winning shot X number of times and missed, and that's why I succeed. It's true. Yeah, 100%. I think that's why sport is so important. I think so as well, yeah. It's, it's, it, I mean, as well as giving you that camaraderie, um, but, you know, determination to beat an opponent as well. That's That takes some toughness. You know, if you're, if you're down, if you're losing, experiencing losing or failing, you know, in a gym environment, maybe, you know, you went for a lift, you didn't get it. You had to slip a squat, whatever it is. Mm. Failing is what makes you want it. And then that transfers, transfers yeah. over to your everyday life as well you know you, you yeah. get it used to be a big thing that. where women didn't want to step into the weights area because they they um seem it as like the the men area where all the boys are lifting and then they've got like the female area that's another thing as well it's like female areas of gyms and male areas of gyms i get it religious reasons things like that fine however if you're just going into that area of the gym because you're worried about stepping in and using weights and going maybe where there is that where there does tend to be more men yeah. in that area oh yeah dear you're just gonna have to yeah. suck it up yeah. and go for it and i promise you like they they don't really care and what is the worst that's gonna happen really uh, probably it, it, exactly. and it's probably not even going to happen no, like, no, <laughs> that no. worst thing it's probably not going to happen yeah also I think there's a fine line with these clubs because of these problems that you're saying and like there's something really nice about culture but in order for you to be in a positive culture you've got to overcome your biggest vulnerabilities whether it's you trying to create the culture you need to expose what your vulnerabilities are or whether you want to enter someone else's culture you've got to go this is what I'm vulnerable with fuck it I am who I am. Boom. And then all of a sudden, the culture's become powerful. And you have to step up to that plate and be vulnerable. Vulnerability is what breeds mental mm -hmm. toughness in my book. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So it doesn't get much tougher than the SAS or the military. Uh, so I thought I'd take us through just uh, what is it, the SAS uh, fitness test that all recruits have to pass before they're actually allowed to join the ranks, as it were. Yeah, and PT is exactly. You're not a PT unless you've been in the military. Jeez. Um, <laughs> I've watched SAS Who Does Wins. Does that count? <laughs> if, you've, if you've seen someone else do it, it's basically there. But the, the test itself is uh, there are eight, eight stages. There's more than 45 push ups, more than 45 sit ups, a 1.5 mile run in under nine and a half minutes, a jump from a 10 meter tower into water, a 25 meter swim in full uniform holding a weapon. A 200 meter swim in uniform with five minutes treading water, uh, an underwater object retrieval and dive test, and an eight mile hill run in less than 60 minutes. So that is what you've got to go through to be able to join the SAS, Easy. which I think is pretty, pretty damn intense. I mean, it's, it's interesting. So I've got a couple of clients and both of their other halves are in the military and listening to some of the training styles that they're having to go through loading up on these really long distance runs with massive heavy like whilst they've got to carry massive heavy equipment not whilst they're on, on a, a mission or on deployment 
but this is just part of their training and just the amount they must be like loading up their joints yeah. and kind of damaging themselves but again it's 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 that line of they're enforcing toughness mm, I was gonna say. but you're not actually probably getting the best physical benefit out of it we, we used to do it in pre-season for football you do these mad fitness things and it had no transfer to football it wasn't necessarily great for us but you do it because you get through that you become a bit more bulletproof but secondly you got to carry your mate with you because there's no one that you're going to leave behind and that breeds camaraderie which if you're in the military you fucking need a good force but if you're playing football you probably need to carry your team with you for this season mm-hmm. so I feel like that overrides yeah bad. and also they don't really care do they no. they're just they're just going to worry about what's happening at that time but that like you need to be tough they're not going to worry about what your joints exactly because like what 50. i was going to say is whoever falls by the wayside falls by the wayside because whoever sticks is next one comes in and brings yeah. someone else in it's a bit of a meat market yeah exactly i mean and matt there's something i was, I was curious with uh, asking you as well um america's fbi um also have a fitness test you've got to pass before you're allowed to allowed to join them but it's interesting how men and women have different fitness tests and the women's is uh, less than the men's. So for instance, mm. they've got a greater time on a run, for example. And it's interesting, obviously, us talking during our transgender podcast extensively mm. about the genetic advantages uh, that a cisgender man has over a cisgender woman. Um, so I was just wondering about your sort of take on that, whether you, how you view having two separate tests to effectively do, perform the same job. Um, I think when it, comes to, when it comes to sporting events and like the Olympics, I think, yeah, it's good to have that that difference between mm-hmm. the two categories. When it comes to something like that, mm-hmm. Can you do I job? don't know why they have the difference. Yeah. Because, especially when if you're in the FBI or the SAS, they're not going to go easier on you because yeah. you're a woman. You're going to be why. doing the same thing. The SAS are... are gender neutral like regardless yeah, you yeah, have yeah. to pass the same test it's just the uh, the bloody Americans um, they so, are different though, aren't they? Uh, yeah exactly <laughs> um, they, they're the only ones that have the gender difference but it's um, maybe they're trying to I think it's because of the literature be politically correct it's because of the literature in some way when mm. they do the testing they probably look at what the normative data is and what the values are and they can work off that that's probably the only thing I can think of and maybe it opens it up to more women coming in yes to the FBI whereas mm-hmm. if the markers are set so high it's going to be easier for men yeah. however Keeps it's going to be hard, yeah, harder for women but maybe it yeah, it's brings the entries in to bring equality for women so guys we've just had Guy Fawkes night or when this podcast actually comes out we would mm-hmm. have been and gone um, again we're, we've really got to work on our, our planning when it comes to recording that's what happens when you do a weekly podcast is the fact yeah. is you can't cover every event to the day no. you're, you're going to be a little bit out but um, <laughs> anyway in celebration of that it's one of my, my favourite holidays anyway because I'm obsessed with the Vendetta sick Marvel film um, but uh, I thought I'd ask you guys the simple question of what is a possession of the others you would really like to set fire to Ooh. Oh, this is a good one. <laughs> I know. I've got something that springs to mind instantly. It's um Andy's Spurs pajamas. I knew I, I thought you were gonna say this before. Is it could do you think they'll be really, really flammable because they never get washed? 
Yeah, they are yeah. just think. So, I, yeah, Stink it's absolutely. They're just like, horrible. Like, they are. They're awful. Would would uh, would he not just buy some more? Exactly. And then he'd have the same issue. Exactly. I feel like they've been discontinued. You bought them oh, for me. Are, then. No, I them. actually didn't your buy mother. you those. Your mother. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't buy you those. I'd never buy you anything of the sort. <laughs> Andy, how about you? Hmm. Hmm. What about burning yours? See? Hello? Everything mm. is good. There we are. Probably, what that, you're trying to say probably is... that fucking mum case of yours. You <laughs> <laughs> the mum phone case. Granny life. I rate that. <laughs> it, took, it took him a while, though. Again, it's just... It's yeah, just exactly. I am... of class and taste, isn't it? Yep. You know me. <laughs> what can I say? Kettle's <laughs> <laughs> nice. No, it's boiling. <laughs> Andy, this is something we've got to work with. The fact I know, I don't always. I'm just not the tea girl. I'll, in the do, house. Some, I'll do, some, tea do some actual mediating. What, why, why is Nat doing all the cooking? Why is she doing all the why teas? I always stick do. <laughs> nah, I think I think we've got to have a weekly thing where Andy makes you a cup of tea. And just, oh my gosh! Okay, and we'll judge the trust tea. Trust me, you judge who makes. I tell you what, I can do it. I can judge you both making a cup of tea. I'll see who makes the better cupper. Whoever makes the better one, I'm just blind. I've just learned how to make a good cup of coffee. <laughs> From yours truly. If you both make a good cup of tea, I'll tell you which one's better. Blind tasted. Right, Whoever does that. How do you to, have your tea? Yeah, I stick in the microwave. How do I have my tea? Um, in all honesty, I'm a, I'm a coffee drinker, not a tea drinker. Do you drink not drink tea at all? <laughs> so, probably not the best person to test this on, but I will. Drink tea at all? Not really. Yeah, I've, I've, I've uh, green tea and herbal tea. Of course you fucking do. <laughs> <laughs> you don't look like this, Thank you all very much for listening to the More Than Muscle podcast. Uh, I'm really excited to announce so we've got some really good guests lined up. Uh, we've already obviously had uh, had Katie Bird and Rachel Ann Hobbs who are both fabulous, but we're going to get even more in. A couple um, of boys. A couple of, a couple well, of lads. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, but I'm really excited for that and I hope you guys are too. Yes. Um, hits on the socials, More Than Muscle LTD, PT, Andy Polidis, PT Nat Sylvester. Max Dodd Fitness, I knew you said PT Max Dodd. Like, oh no, you need handle. to change your handle, Max. Yeah, we need to be matchy matchy, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Max Dodd Fitness, that's the one you want, you want to hit up. And um, morethanmuscle.co.uk. We've got a new website. We have. Uh, go, go and check it out. Go and look at that. It's, it's fabulous for meeting all your fitness needs. Um, and we've got some other exciting projects which we will announce in the near future. Ba-boom. Yeah, but thank you very much for listening. And as always, if you liked it, subscribe and download nice. and rate us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Catch you next week. <laughs>